If anyone can, who can? The Candyman can. The Candyman can. The Candyman can, cause he stabs you with a hook and rips your throat right bop, out. bop bop Jazz hand. <laughs> Shaw at the Shaw. end, right? Big yeah. fussy jazz hands. I do think they did blow up by not using the Christina Aguilera Candyman song in here, though. <laughs> that needed to be here. Just to bring some, really some levity, should've. some fucking it whiteness, really... right? Some white soul. <laughs> just, just like, yeah, <laughs> that's what the movie really It needed. really just needed that, didn't that. it? <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> man. Welcome, dead and lovely listeners. Welcome to a very special mini-sode edition of Drangan Lurbly. That's right. Here with your host with the most, it's me, Uncle Ben. And me, Lurbly. Lurbly. Hollywood Steve. That's right. And today we're going to be doing a little first impression uh, mini episode about Candyman that just came out here yep. in the 20 and 21. We seen it the other day. Yep. Saturday morning we went and saw it. And uh, I I didn't take notes or anything like that. So no. This is totally like first impressions yep. a few days later. Yeah, so... I hope I remember everything correctly. I'm sure that I don't, but that'll I make it fun. Won't. Right. <laughs> we got to get people fucking slamming their fists into their dashboards and stuff like that in anger. You being sons like, of bitches. That I'm, didn't even happen. I'm right and you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. They and then say. They press play on the next episode. Yeah. I want to yell at them more. <laughs> yeah. That's why people listen to podcasts, that's right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll try to do our usual thing for minisodes with new movies where we give you some spoiler free stuff up front. Yep. And then get a little bit more spoilerier mm-hmm. after that. But uh, first things first, did you like the movie? Yes, I did. I did too. I enjoyed it very much. It was like way above expectations considering mm-hmm. how many fucking butchered, you know, mega classic horror movies that sure. we've seen. I mean, from everything from Elm Street to, oh, Poltergeist. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. This is way, 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 way beyond any of those. Sure. I mean, but it, it's not trying to remake it. It That's is the thing. it is serving as a sequel. Yep. And and like stuff from the the three movies that already exist are brought into this sequel. So it, that's good. It's like it's Evil Dead did that, you know? Yeah. Like people appreciate that, I think when it's like you're you're not trying to ignore all the stuff that came before even if, you know, it's not the greatest. The third one definitely not the greatest. The second yeah. one has some cool stuff. Okay. But I mean, the first one is obviously a classic. Totally. But yeah, it's it's like it's it's really like bringing that stuff in, but also giving it you know a new lens and a new way of looking at it. I I really enjoyed it. I did too, yeah. man. And I was so glad to see that it wasn't just a straight remake or trying to act like you know nothing had ever happened with this character yeah. before. And it's not spoiler or anything to to say that. Like no. to me, that should make you more excited to go uh-huh. see it. You know. Because they reference some of the stuff that happened in the very first movie. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen two or three, but I'm sure there's kind of nods towards them. But this really does just kind of pick up in that same uh, Caprini Green neighborhood. Caprini Green, yeah, in Chicago. That is now, you know, um, it, it, it's been entirely, like, invaded by whiteness. Come on, let's and, call it gentrified. That sounds nicer. Yeah. <laughs> gentrified does sound... I think people love to yeah. say gentrified because they're like, I don't really know what that means. It sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds okay, though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, invaded. Uh, new development and all that stuff is built up around this area, and that, that is kind of one of the themes of the movie is is gentrification and the, the ways that um, white people pushed black people into the hood to see like separate them yeah. and then push them out of the hood 
to use the area. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a theme in there, for sure. And I think there's also lots of themes about the fact that there are even, you know, some young people of color that are benefiting from gentrification. Right. And how do you deal with that? How right. do you make amends with that and still acknowledge the terrible things that brought you to that point mm -hmm. to get you to where you have a posh, you know, one-bedroom studio apartment that's next right. to a Whole Foods, like... Right. <laughs> Just like all of us, you're living on top of someone else's misery and sorrow. Right. You know, somebody had to go through some shit to get you there. So I think it's also just a really cool lens to look at this story through and even mm -hmm. use the character of Candyman through, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Candyman, in, in essence, being a ghost of a lot of the terrible things that have happened to people of color in right. this country. So we got the traditional Candyman story, you know, of him, uh, uh, you know, ha having this relationship with a white woman yeah. which then led to him being killed in a very vicious way brutal <laughs> uh then this also introduces the the guy who in the 70s gave out candy to kids and really had done nothing wrong but was nope. killed by the police yep and uh, they just chose him to be the one guilty for uh, a white girl being harmed by a razor blade and an apple which which, of course, I think they chose that because it's bullshit. Right. Like, that's a completely yeah. hollow story. Yeah. They just wanted to kill somebody. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, Candyman's the spirit of vengeance that, uh, you know, cries out even in this, it's like very uh, gentrified neighborhood. Now, he, he, he gets loose and is able to get vengeance and revenge on a lot of the people who are responsible for this yeah yeah dude i i really do think this did such a good job of observing that and i can't wait to go through and watch this again and yeah try i'd to get love more to of, see it again yeah more mm -hmm. of the angles in which they kind of yeah. dissect that narrative and stuff and uh, really talk about those issues right what did you think about the the casting and stuff in the movie Oh, amazing. Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. kicked ass. Yeah, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, uh, who plays the main main character. I forgot his name. The artist character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's amazing. He, um, you know, he, he is able to, like, continue. Like, you're able to continue to, like, stay on his side even as he's, like, changing. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much about that because we're doing the, the non-spoilery bits, but as he's as he's sort of progressing in a way, you, he's still, like, really relatable and you still kind of get where he's coming from and, it, and it, that draws you in to the Candyman mythology more where you start to understand. Like, the movie... This movie isn't presenting Candyman as the villain. Right. The villain is white supremacy. Sure. Yeah. Candyman is 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 just exacting revenge throughout, but nothing he's doing is necessarily like unprovoked or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah, mm. I think everybody does a killer job. His girlfriend as the kind of art broker oh, yeah. kind of person. Deanna Paris, who was in uh, WandaVision recently. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. That was her. Yeah. She's awesome. Oh, well, shit. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was great. I think the only guy that was maybe like a little over the top, maybe chewing the scenery a little bit much, was the laundromat guy. I thought he seemed a little bit like overly <laughs> intense. Yeah, he was pretty intense. You know? Yeah, he was. Uh, but I thought otherwise the casting and stuff was great, including the Candyman casting and everything in there as well. And dude, like I thought that there was going to be some more, you know, 
Jordan Peele style humor injected in this, like what we saw in uh-huh. Us and what we saw in There's Get Out. There's a little like that. bit of humor. There's a couple of moments where yeah. I laughed for yeah. sure, and mainly from the um, the the brother-in-law, yes, and his uh, boyfriend, and his boyfriend. Yeah, they're like, they're funny. Yeah, but it's not at all like forced or anything like no, that. No, it's just how. Yes, it's like two funny people in the situation. Totally, they're not like making jokes. Like it's not like a moment right before someone gets killed. They're like. Oh, you're about to get sliced or something like it's not like that. Like the <laughs> nothing the, yeah. seems forced. The at humor all. is just natural conversation. So it's yeah, it's it's not really trying to lighten the mood ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think the look of the movie is just fucking fantastic. I oh, think yeah. it looks it's gorgeous, stellar. Yeah, man. that that's uh, Nia DaCosta's first, or she's the first black woman to have the number one movie. Are you serious? On the weekend, I think. Yeah. Whoa. First black director, yeah. Damn, good black on her, female man. Director, that That's badass. Yeah. So didn't know that. Big deal. I mean, this movie did it's extremely well. Rushing at the box yeah. office, dude. Which, like, when we went, we this was part of the the meetup, mm-hmm. uh, and we we had a big group, but we were the only people there. And I was thinking, oh no, is this not going to do well? Right. And then, yeah, it was doing amazing. It's been killing, yeah. man. I'm really, really, really glad to see that. Yeah. I didn't think that it was like too terribly scary. It didn't need to be. I don't think it was. Uh, no, trying it didn't need. To be. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I because as, as I said, the Candyman's not the villain, so the movie doesn't try to necessarily make you scared of Candyman. The scary parts. I mean, the scariest part is when the cops show up. Right. For real. Yeah. Man. So like that's that's like again the point of the movie is that. White supremacy is frightening. Yep. White supremacy is scary, and it has created this spirit of vengeance. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily scary anytime Candyman's doing anything. In fact, a couple of the times Candyman does his thing, I was like, "Yes, get all him, right, Candyman, get him." Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're right, though. It's not particularly scary throughout. But, but I don't think it was trying to gorgeous. be. Yeah, it wasn't trying to be. It was trying to present a. A story, yeah. It's kind of like you know a, a a a folklore tale. Yeah, it's more like that. Brought into the modern day, yeah. And just so many creative things in there, like from the from the trailers and stuff. You've seen some of the paper cutouts and things yeah. they used to narrate some of the story. Oh man, and that stuff's so cool, dude! All of those sequences, including yeah. the the credits at yeah. the end. Be sure to just, stay for the credits if you go see dude, it, because just beautiful, awesome, yeah. So fucking cool and so creative. It kind of took me back to that part in um. Like Deathly Hallows, where they're telling right. the story about the Hallows with little cutouts and stuff. That was cool. Kind of put me in that frame of mind, but it's still like completely different. Yeah, it's awesome. Really fucking cool. Great soundtrack too. They brought back a little bit of the Philip Glass score from the original, the cool like piano theme and mm-hmm. stuff, as well as this really cool like odd meter sequenced arpeggio thing that was kind of the main theme of the movie. That right. was like just trippy enough to where it's just like God, like where's the beat in this? It just felt like it was like right. spinning out of control. Really, really, really fucking cool, man. It was cool. I really do think if you like the original, I think that you will like this a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, and it, it, it pays a lot of homage to the original and, and has, like, you know, a, a good bit. Like, if you know the original, this is not changing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's really bringing in what the series already had established and just running with it, which is uh, amazing to do in a way that, honestly, like, it's so much better than the sequels that it came before it and i would say for me it was on par with the original i think so yeah like honestly the more i've thought about it the more i'm like i really do think that it stands toe to toe with the original 
which is really saying something because we've had what like 30 years to appreciate the yeah, original exactly and this one just shows up and it's like yep that is that is just as good better in some ways honestly 100 uh-huh, really fucking good is there anything else spoiler free you want to say about this no let's get to the spoilers go let's fucking spoil see it up. Put, yeah, go put see money it. into this man mm-hmm. put money into for one mainstream horror movies that are actually fucking good yep and not just another goddamn conjuring or saw sequel right <laughs> it feels weird saying that though considering i'm like well this isn't really original franchise but it's doing original things with it yeah it's doing something very original with it yeah and so it's like i'm not only saying put money into those you know um modern horror movies that are still good yeah but put money into stuff that's Bringing franchises back in an original way, not just yeah. a dumb remake. Right. And also put money into black voices in horror. Right. We need more. We fucking need yeah. more. Because it just keeps every time Jordan Peele has something coming out. Like, he's producer on this. Every single time I'm excited and every time I'm... I mean, you know, some people didn't like us quite as much. I, I love it. I like the creativity i like the new direction and the new voices like i yeah. like the way that it, it's not just the same old shit yep because a lot of the same old shit is boring it's just getting we tired just man it. yeah <laughs> it's like how many more white ladies running from a big stalking killer do we right. need really i mean the 80s kind of nailed that it's kind of done <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> it's kind of done at this yeah. point so put money into this i completely back it mm-hmm. Uh, go see this movie for sure. Yep. Now, from here on in mm-hmm. lies spoilers. Spoilers ahead. And honestly, oh, don't let boy. us spoil this for you. If you're not seeing it, you know, go watch it and then pick this back up yeah. from this point because there's stuff in here that you don't really want spoiled for you. No, you do not. It took um, some turns. It took some turns. Okay, so, I mean, the the major turns for me were, like, you kind of expected... That Candyman was going to kill that um, art, what, what was he? The guy. Oh, yeah, who, the broker guy. Yeah, the art broker. Real scummy guy. Yeah, real scummy. Trying you to fuck his assistants and stuff. suspected it, but it just happened so quick and so perfectly and that I seriously was just like, yes, immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so perfect. Dude, when that girl got like her throat slashed open yes. and she's just laying there just gurgling and yes. stuff. Yes. Fuck, man. It, it was brutal. Was brutal. Yep. And it's so cool, too, to see the way that they did that, where, like, you could see Candyman in the reflections. Yes. But to the people themselves, it looked like they were being carried off by, like, this invisible mm-hmm. force. They did that a bunch of times in the movie, like, whenever the um, the art critic yeah. got killed in her apartment. That kill was awesome. Dude, it's this slow pan out of the apartment building, and you're, like, a mile away from it, and you see her figure walking through her living room. Yeah. And then she lifts up in the air and gets slammed across the glass, yeah, and there's that big blood Yeah, just blood streak. all over the... Holy yeah. fuck. It was so rad. Because, like... The shot where they're zooming out lasts so long that I had kind of started to zone out. Yeah. Until I see this big red streak, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Emily said she was, like, looking around the screen, like, is there something I'm supposed to be seeing? But it was right there, center screen. It just, like... Dude, right? And that's, that's like, an interesting... Because, like, the horror movie is usually about explicitly showing gore and stuff. And this, this movie had already done that. So to do this kill where it's not just explicit gore, but it's also like lulling you into like, what am I looking for? What am I supposed to be seeing here? And then like what you see is, I mean, it is 
gory, but it's not like you can't see it that well. Uh uh-uh, uh. So no. it just serves a different purpose than the gory kills that came before it. Right. Like yeah. if you were watching this on like your cell phone, you probably wouldn't see it. Right. Like a little 13 inch TV, yeah. like what we grew up yeah. with, you probably wouldn't see it. Because even on like a movie theater screen, it was just like small. That's, yeah, it's small, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool too that you mentioned that about like looking around the frame trying to see like what am I looking at? Because the movie does such a good job of training you. To look at all times. Yes, because a reflection might have Candyman in it. Yeah, Always, dude. Uh-huh. And he pops up like a bunch of times through the movie, even times where you're not really expecting, but there's that mustard-colored coat and him just standing there in reflection somewhere. Yeah. It's so fucking rad, man. And mirrors are obviously a gigantic theme yeah. throughout this movie. I mean, I mean, even it starts with the, the production yeah. screens are reversed. And, of course, you're thinking like, wait, what? Did they fuck up the projector? Yeah, did they fuck up the projector? And then it's like, you know, it dawned on me pretty quickly. Like, oh, right. Because the Candyman, he's on the other side of the mirror. Yeah, dude. So it's like his perspective. That's literally the the dialogue that Kate and I had. Because we were sitting there and it started. And I was like, is this fucked up? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, it's from the other side of the mirror. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. God, that's cool. That's really cool. That's really, really, really mm-hmm. fucking cool, man. And yeah, I think the theme with mirrors and stuff throughout this, which, I mean, dude, if you thought The Shining had a lot of mirrors in it, this has a lot of fucking (laughs) mirrors in it. tons and tons of mirrors. There's constantly times in this where you're going, like, is the camera on the reflection or is the camera on the person looking at their reflection? Right. And a lot of times you're wrong about it, you know, where Mm -hmm. you think you're looking at the actual person. It's like, no, that's actually the mirror you're on. Yeah. I love shit like that. But I think that's also, too, just from the, the storytelling part of this, it's asking you to hold a mirror up to it. It's asking you to hold a mirror up to... Things like gentrification right. and the ghettos and the way that black people have been treated in this and country. And see it by from white the people. other side. See it from the other yeah. side. Yeah. I think that it's like demanding that of the viewer in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. There's just a lot to it that I can't yeah. wait to like rewatch. Because especially too, man, like, which, you know, I'm sure this has been in production for quite a while. At least since 2018 or so, surely. Yeah. And, and they held off, held it off because yeah. it wasn't supposed to come out last year. I think so. Yeah. And the pandemic, you know, uh-huh. so. But then the crazy thing about this is, too, is the way that a narrative about a black man that was killed by the cops and the use of the phrase, say his name. Right. The way that that came to life. Yeah. In the waiting period for this movie to come out and what that means now. Right. It's like that accidentally just made this movie 20 times more impactful. Well, I I mean, I think that... People had already been saying that about like Eric Garner and sure. stuff, right? So yeah, it, but, but the George Floyd thing was definitely right. the biggest, right? The biggest uprising and the biggest uproar, um, clearly, because the whole yeah. thing was fucked to hell. Uh, and dude, like it just really made this, I think, hit a whole fucking hell of a lot harder. Right. And the idea that you keep this myth alive, you keep the memory of this person that was killed by looking in the mirror and saying their name, right? I mean, that was already built into the Candyman story. Yes. And now it's just way more fucking real and bleak. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting that... So, saying Candyman in the mirror for... Uh, I, I can't remember the... A main guy, artist's name. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but the, the artist, he's the first one to do it. He doesn't get killed for doing it. Right. Uh, the people that we see get killed for doing it most often are white people. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I had thought about that. Yeah. 
Huh. Uh, like everyone, I think, yeah, I think everyone, because I mean, technically the artist does get killed, but he gets killed by the police. That's true. Yeah. So I hadn't thought about that until now. And, and even before getting killed by the police, he's turned into an image of the candy man. So like, it's, it's what you're saying that like these victims of police brutality police murder are, are candy man. Like they are, they are the spirit of vengeance and they're the spirit of vengeance is, is uh, drawing on the injustice and, slaughtering yeah these people and and like even the girls in the bathroom like they're the teenagers around, in the bathroom yeah. they're just playing around but they're also bullying uh the black girl in the stall and yeah. it's like it's equating all of this like all of this is white supremacy you right. can't you can't let off like these childhood like attacks as as sort of insignificant when it like the person being attacked is also a child Right. Like they're being affected by it as much as the, the other kids are not being affected by it. Sure. Yeah. So all, all of these are equated and it, it, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting to me to have this movie where you have like, because Candyman in the first one, like we get some of this. We get this like that he's, he is a victim. Yeah. Unjustly killed. Right. Yeah. But. This really like draws in all these other victims by you know showing us the the guy in the 1970s who's a can- called the Candy Man because he hands out candy and he has a hook as well. Like, um, well, when he comes crawling out of that wall, that was creepy. It was creepy, as but fuck, I know. And the, but we find out he's in like yeah, he's you innocent. find out he you're wrong for that. He's yeah. just, you know it. So it's like, man, like and you know it, it, they they're like some research exposition bits that kind of like equate some other stories and it's it's all like the these stories are all part of what powers candy man yeah 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 and i wonder too if i'll gain more insight on this because um especially you know considering the stuff that, that you just talked about i wonder if we'll gain more insight the second time around as to why it was another person of color that turned him into the candy man that turned him into this right. symbol um this you know sort of glorified image of this candy man right he was turned into that by another person of color i i don't know what they're trying to say about that think, and i'm not even gonna try to make any guesses i think maybe i mean not necessarily what they're trying to say about it but i think maybe in like the canon of the movie what it's saying is that when a black person says candy man in the mirror they basically take on the candy man like mm-hmm. he becomes the candy man yeah, like he's got he, the mantle the, the, he like loses his hand has the 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 hook shoved in and stuff like um and and, and it's it's really trying to show like there being a difference between the you know candy man um when white people say it into the mirror and Candyman when black people say it into the mirror. Right. Because what it means. he then does become a victim of police violence. Sure. Yeah. After becoming this candy. So like he, he literally uh, becomes a part of the Candyman legend. And, you know, and then we see him like basically become Tony Todd. And now that I think about it too, at the end there, whenever his girlfriend is in the police car and she looks in the mirror and says the name. Yeah. She's spared. Yeah. Yeah. He comes and saves her. Dude, whenever yeah. he shows up at the end and his head is just 
bees. Yeah. It's just this swarm of bees yeah. all over his I head. I saw some people criticizing that because he's never done that. It's and fucking it's like, cool as shit. It was shit. so cool. It I don't was care that so he's never done that before. scary. To me, that yeah. was like nightmare, irrational, why right. would this be happening shit that yeah. made it scary as shit. And the way he would just kind of like float with his feet sort right. of dangling around yes. with his head full of bees. Head full of bees. That is some nightmare shit yes. right there, dude. Yeah. Holy moly. He just moly. slaughters all those cops. Oh, and it's so brutal, too. Yeah. It's bad as fuck, man. Yeah. And I think, like, I saw some people, you know, say that they didn't really like the ending. And I think maybe, I don't, I don't know, but I think maybe people aren't seeing that white supremacy is the villain. Right. And that it ends very bleakly. It because does. she's about to get shot by the police. Yeah. Like, that's the, the end of this movie is... All those cops just got slaughtered by Candyman, and now she's standing there covered in blood with handcuffs on. Right. And the police sirens are coming. Uh-oh. So the ending is she's about to die. For it, sure. It's another example of white supremacy winning. So, like, the ending is the villain gets away with it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I, I think that's strong as hell. I think it's fucking great, yeah. too. I thought the ending itself was really good. I do feel like, and I know other people have said this, too, I feel like the third act was kind of rushed. Yeah. I yes. wish that I, I do had agree with that. I think it comes... 15 more minutes. Yeah. It could have been a little bit longer, I think. And maybe yeah. it was. Like, maybe it got trimmed down for a more palatable theater summer horror maybe. movie length. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they had a good good bit of time to look at it and think about it. That right. I can see that maybe you want it to be a bit tighter, but... Yeah, because especially when it kind of like rushes to the end there and yeah. the girlfriend goes to the laundromat and dude like like grabs her and I guess knocks her out or something and then yeah. suddenly he's like the lore keeper and he's got them strung up in the church and he's right. all crazy. That's like just that a little bit like, real whoa, quick. that accelerated So I get quickly. if people are critiquing that, but yeah, the, the ending itself I think was just very strong. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, maybe we're going to get a Blu-ray in a couple of months that's going to have extended. some more footage yeah. and stuff yeah. and that's just that going to be, be cool. great. I'd, I'd be very, very, very okay with that yeah. if there is a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I thought the special effects and stuff were all fucking great. Yeah, they were great. Obviously, they used some computers in there, bit, et cetera. Yeah. For bees they and shit the like that. They did the computers, but it uh, But then, like, dude, works. the practical makeup for, like, that yes. bee wound that just that kept getting awesome. worse and worse. And gross Ugh. to me. Man, when he lost that fucking fingernail, oh. my toes are cold into fucking Yuck. balls, dude. Oh. Jesus Christ, Ooh, man. Buddy. That was so sick. But, dude, like, I love how as that, you know, the, the Candyman disease essentially spread all over him. And yeah. It was, like, making his skin look all fucking desiccated and shit. It looked mm. like honeycomb. Yes. That grossed me out. I was thinking it was, yeah. it was definitely fucking with you because you got the, yeah. what's it called, with the holes? The trypophobia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, Steve ain't going to like that. No, I was grossed <laughs> out by that. I had to keep looking down. <laughs> uh, yeah. It so, was I mean, so nasty. You know what? I mean, we said it, it, it's not exactly like super scary, but the body horror is fucking The body strong. horror is real, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh, man. I was just so satisfied with it. I thought the tone and the pacing were all so consistent. I yeah. thought it was just visually gorgeous. Uh-huh. Soundtrack was great. Special effects were great. Acting was great. I have a hard time finding stuff to complain about, yeah, honestly. I, I think it's it's absolutely great. Definitely want to rewatch it. Probably won't go to the theater to rewatch it. Probably not. I'll, I'll probably want to wait. As soon as it wait. comes out, I will rewatch it. Yeah. yeah, and that's not at all a knock on the movie. It's just like no, if I'm re- if I'm rewatching. Time. Yeah. Well, there's that, and <laughs> yeah. like if I'm really rewatching something to try to get more 
I like substance to be able to out pause of it. it. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I want them subtitles. Yep. I want to be able to pause and rewind and not have to listen to nobody's fucking knuckles cracking right. and popcorn popping and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to really zoom in on it whenever, you know, we get it streaming or a Blu-ray or whatever. Uh-huh. I fucking applaud this movie. Yeah. I, I would love to see more remakes done with this level of appreciation for the source material well sequels i mean that's yeah. it it needs to be a sequel i think i think people are tired of remakes and what they want is sequels they I want was gonna to say like, yeah and i think that you know that was a lot of people's complaint with halloween 2018 that it disregarded all the continuity. that's why it was good that's why i liked it yes but it also serves as a sequel yep rather than a remake i did love how this picked up on some of the stuff with like helen and her like notes and tapes yep. and shit like mm-hmm. that that's fucking rad. Yeah. I, I love the whole analyzation of her coming down to the ghetto and like, just like we talked about on our episode, yeah. photographing like she was on a fucking safari or something fucked yeah. up. Yeah. There's they narrative on that. present it in the, like, cause like, I think we talked, yeah, as you said, we talked about it on our episode, like that, the movie may not present it fully that way, but it doesn't shut off that reading. So like this movie then gives the other side of that of this white woman coming into yeah. your neighborhood and how you tell that totally. story back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say that the first movie was kind of the white perspective on yeah. what that was like. Then mm-hmm. this one is kind of the black perspective on what she yeah, was doing. exactly. And you realize, like, oh, that was kind of fucked up. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yep. I think it's awesome. And also say, too, man, um, it's not a white guilt movie all the way through. This isn't one of those ones oh, that's yeah. out to be like, everything I, the white people do is terrible all the time. I like, guess if you're one of those people listening right now who's like, I don't want to feel guilty for I being I don't want to feel bad. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is a horror movie. Yeah. It's just a solid fucking horror movie. You don't have to uh, read all of this into it, though it's fucking there. Oh, I mean, it's, it's very there. Yeah. But at the same time, like, kind of what I'm getting at is... Okay, like the very first part of the movie that picks up in Caprini Green in the 70s and stuff, and you see how it's just squalor and it's the ghetto and stuff. And then when it cuts over to present day time, it's like the exact same area and it's a gay couple walking down the street. Right. Not being afraid. Right. Not having to hide it. Being completely normal as they are. Yeah. And the major difference being police presence. And the movie kind of, I mean, there's definitely dialogue about this, about how there's so much crime in the hood because there's a constant police presence in the hood. You put constant police presence in any neighborhood, there's going to be a rise in crime because they're looking for it. Because they're looking. Exactly, man. But I think that it shows just like, yes, gentrification has its, of course, horrific underbelly. Right. Obviously. Mm -hmm. And we're not at all trying to deny any bit of that, nor is the movie. No. But it just does show you that like some things have changed a little bit in a good way. Kind of, yeah. Because those two walking around Caprini Green in the seventies yeah. would have been a much different story sure. than you know the narrative that were presented, where they're just walking down the street to meet his uh, sister and shit like that. Yeah, sure. So it's it's not just piling on a bunch of guilt. It's not really no, that kind of thing. No, it's a complex situation. It's a complex situation. Yeah, the movie a, does a good job yeah. of analyzing that. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's also it's also uh, clear that. People who live in poverty are constantly being pushed out of their neighborhoods yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And that poverty is a problem. So, yeah. It makes you look in the mirror and take a look at those facts that are, yep. that are presented in the movie, man. Yeah, which is, again, fucking great. So, it is. Yeah, I assume if you listen through this, either you watch the movie and you agree or disagree with this, or you were like, I want to hear the spoilers anyway. If you're that person, go see the fucking movie. Go see the fucking yeah. movie. Again, put money into this shit because we need more of it. Yep. We need more for stuff sure. like this. Really fucking killer. Exceeded expectations, yep, man. For sure. And I can't wait to give it a deep dive whenever we review it on um, mm-hmm. a proper full-length episode. Yep. 
some sweet day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, if you guys enjoy the show, consider rating and reviewing on Apple Podcast. That's Helps right. us out a lot, and it's cheap as free. Yeah. If you want to spend a few dimes, though, you can support us on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there, become a, a patron on any level. You get access to our, uh, uh, yeah, what do you call Patreon exclusive. That's what Patreon exclusive episodes. Just dropped one on the Great Pottery Throwdown. It's a fun one. Uh, also, if you become a $5 patron, you can throw a movie into the smoking bowl. We randomly draw from the smoking bowl, and then we review that movie. And uh, it's awesome. So Boom, go Good stuff. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Oh, no. Uncle Ben. Oh, shit. Uncle Ben. I'm too scared. <gasps> Uncle Ben. What happens now? I guess I play like a sick riff or something. Yeah. You just show up at somebody's bathroom plays sick Actually, What happens when somebody says your name five times? What do you show up and do? Oh, boy. You show up and lift them, I bet. Yeah, I show up and pick them up. I mean, the likelihood is, because I'm assuming when they say your name five times, it just pulls you out of whatever you're doing. Uh huh. So I'm probably jerking off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see me jerk off in your mirror. Five times, baby.